Come in, damn it. You're sure a punctual bastard. Welcome to the podcast at Orgy Castle. Sit back, darling, and enjoy with your hosts, Derek and Paula. Well, hello. Hi. How are you doing? It's been a while. It's it's been it's been a couple of weeks since we last uh, podcasted. Yeah. So, how have the last couple of weeks been treating you, Mister Paula? I'm pretty fucking amazing. I went to Spain. Yeah, and how yeah, was that with my partner in crime, Jesse? It was um, it was except for one day in Valencia, it was fucking magical. It was amazing. Yeah, it looked like it from all yeah. the pictures and videos and stuff you sent me. It looked awesome. It was it was spectacular. It really, really was. Um, little little piece of heaven on earth. Loved it. Awesome. It, there were no zomb- gay zombies fucking people in the skull. Not one. Not one. The there was a lot of uh, cheese and wine, and Jesse got her ass up and sang at the jazz bar, which is fucking awesome. And Dolly and Picasso and Van Gogh and Gaudi and uh, Miro and the beach, nude beach. Oh, that was sweet. 2,000-year-old Roman ruins and pastries and really good coffee and fresh squeezed orange juice, and I did not want to come back. And I don't blame now you. I'm, now I'm back in... Uh, Testing hell and a long, slow yet fast slide to graduation with my seniors. And yeah, embrace the chaos, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Back into the fire. You don't get to. Well, you had a few days before you had to go back. Yeah, but I've been sick. It was like I got back the next day, like respiratory infection. And then went back to school on Monday and just been fucking rocking it. You do what you do, you know? Yeah, you got to get it done. And speaking of getting to get it done, we're back at it here Wednesday uh, night. Yay! Podcast at Orgy Castle. And uh, Paul and I have decided going forward, at least for the next like two and a half months, we've scheduled out all of our episodes. We're not oh, winging it. No, the schedule is tight and sweet. Do you think that this was a reaction, a direct reaction to uh, L.A. Zombie? That yes. now we... We're not yes. taking any chances <laughs> and we're no. deciding no. our own fates going forward. Yeah. And if y'all are pissed about it, talk to Vaughn. <laughs> just just holler at Vaughn. Hey, Vaughn. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. I like zombie motherfucker. I got no problems with you, Vaughn. There's no, no beef uh, no. From, coming from me. I'm just teasing. <laughs> Vaughn's cool as fuck. Except for that I like zombie bullshit. <laughs> That's going to be a sore spot for a while, I have a feeling. Uh, it's going to sting for a minute. <laughs> yeah. So what we have going forward, we actually are going to kind of deep dive into a couple different directors going from here on out, or a couple different franchises, actually. Yep. And tonight, one of those is, I mean, last week we started with the Ilsa series. And, mm. Or not last week. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's been, been two weeks. weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Time, space, all relative. It doesn't. It's a construct, correct? Is yep. that what I'm led to believe? Yeah. Yes. Okay, we'll go with it. And uh, we started with the Ilsa series, the last episode, and we'll be doing a few more of those in the coming months. Yep. And tonight we're going to start mm. the Finleys, Richard, and oh god, Roberta, Roberta Finleys, uh, Flesh series, mm. which are notorious as they are some of the first roughies ever created 
yeah, this this movie makes me want to smoke. Are you familiar with what a roughie means? Oh, it's a rough sex film, basically. Um, from what I was led to believe is that um, sex films back in the 50s and 60s, actually starting all the way back to the 30s, um, you couldn't have nudity on screen per the codes and the rating system because there wasn't really like an MPAA at that time. But the theater codes, uh, they wouldn't allow it. It was a, a production code that was put forward that you couldn't have. Yep. You couldn't have sex in films unless it was educational. So a lot of people in the early days were shooting nudist colony yeah, films. The under the guys. films. Yeah, the nudist camp films. Yep. And they were just boring as shit. And so little by little, they started pushing the boundaries to from the, the nudist camp films to the nudie cuties, where they were kind of just like comedies, nudist com- comedies. They weren't much more exciting. There was many directors that attempt Herschel Gordon Lewis to be one of them, did some of these movies. And then after that, the roughies started, which weren't. But when you hear the term roughie, you think it's going to be like rape films. No, for the most part, they aren't. It's more of combining violence with the sex more mm-hmm. darker themes like if you were to watch some of these roughies the early roughies from the 60s um they you can kind of tie the knot between those films and some of like the skinamax thrillers that would come out in the 90s and stuff like that but at the time they had never seen that level of violence yeah combined with sex so uh these films were termed roughies in the movie we're going to talk about tonight the touch of her flesh is often considered almost the first roughie that was ever uh, made. Don't quote me on that because I'm no expert by any means in any of this bullshit. I'm just some dude that watches a lot of smutty garbage. <laughs> but we have uh, Michael and Roberta Finley, who Michael was known before this film doing tons of sex films, tons of nudist films, tons of sexy films. And him and his wife, who I believe shot this film. I think she shot all three of these. These may be like the only films they really worked on together. Hmm. I think that's what I had read it somewhere. But um, so we have this movie. Paula, what is the touch of her flesh? What is the what is the plot of this thing? Oh, God. Okay. Um, There's this beautiful blonde goddess type woman who is having sex with this man and all of a sudden there's a voiceover telling us that her husband is gone and that he sells weapons and that that makes him a real lady killer, but he's going to be gone for a while. And then we see this guy like walking through town and he calls her and the phone rings and she doesn't answer. She does. And then she's like, Oh yeah, whatever. And so they keep fucking and it's, um, it's nice. This is so fucked up. But, uh, So the guy, the husband walks in on them fucking and the next thing you see is he's been in a car wreck and he's lost an eye. Well, because he runs out. He's so distraught by catching them fucking. He runs into the middle of a a busy intersection and gets hit by a car. I had to go grab my laundry at that point. Yeah. (laughs) So um, that happens and he loses his eye and then he decides that he's going to be a vigilante killer and he's going to kill slutty women who use their sexuality to drive men mad. And so he starts killing um, the most beautiful 
dancers and strippers and he starts taking them out one by one with different weapons that he has because he's a lady killer. So <laughs> it had a plot, it had setup, it had payoff, it had the crossbow, it had the whole thing, as well as some really oddly sexy sex the whole time through. Which there was, I mean, there's no penetrative sex. It's mostly dry humping oh, the entire movie. There's so much groping and belly kissing and breast grabbing that it's just like this great grope session that just constantly goes on and if you like being groped just saying there's probably of this <laughs> hour and 75 minute movie there's probably 70 minutes of groping yeah in this movie <laughs> there's a there's a fair portion of groping and every woman in this has a really naturally amazing body oh, oh and oh, oh. they're they are showcased in so many like close-ups and just really energetic shots. There's just, like I said, there's lots of groping and grabbing. And if you like being groped and grabbed, this is your kind of movie because it was fucking hot the whole time I'm watching it. Like, why is this sexy? Oh my God. Why is this sexy? But it, it had some really fucking crazy, sexy scenes in it of just lots of men groping women's bodies, but they all seemed to be like enjoying what they were doing. It didn't look coerced. Some of them towards the end were kind of weird as far as because of the horror angle. But the early sex scenes were like, that looks like fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was having, I had. I wouldn't a, hate that. I had such a hard time with this movie, Paul. Right, such I'll a hard time with this movie. Be let me, <laughs> let me break this down for you. Right, I'm going to have a cigarette. These, I don't blame you. I don't, I don't blame you. These women gorgeous holy shit yeah beautiful every every last one of them beautiful drop dead gorgeous and every yeah. new scene that happened though it was the girl was more gorgeous than the last one was i was gonna have a heart attack yeah no they were beautiful and they were all very curvy and natural it oh. was like curvy natural bodies and like crazy like garter belts and stockings and girdles and just like every little teeny tiny little fetish that I have. Yep. Yeah, right there. Oh my yeah. gosh. If you're a fan of those Russ Meyer hourglass women with humongous natural breasts, this movie is for you. These women are gorgeous. This movie, like watching it, it reminded me tonality. There was some point in, in like the middle of the movie where all of a sudden something clicked for me. There was, the way that this was paced, because a lot of it, there's very little dialogue. And what dialogue there is, is a complete afterthought that was voiced over yeah. at some point. And uh, it just lingers on stuff. And it's so dreamy because of the the songs that are put in there and the way that the camera doesn't really move. It just lingers and stays and hangs on things. Mm -hmm. This movie reminded me of there's elements of blue velvet throughout this entire movie there's such voyeurism involved in this yeah thing. lots of voyeurism it felt so dreamy like a david lynch movie was like a genre lynn film was where it took its time it didn't rush you through the pace but at the same time it also reminded me of another movie which most people probably be like okay well i'm out orgy of the dead where there's really not a ton of story going on in this movie it's just a set piece of Here's one woman getting naked and getting groped. Here's another woman getting naked and dancing. Here's another woman getting naked and dancing. And then here's another uh, two women getting naked and hanging out. 
So uh, it's just like the for me, it was the perfect storm of all the exploitation shit that I love. Yeah, it, it was. It was. I mean, it even had like shades of Ilsa because it contrasted this amazing sexiness with violence. I mean that, that oh, but the violence was very understated until probably the last act. Oh, it, it was, but still at the same time, it was the whole like roughy thing. I mean, it was just I don't know. I don't know. It 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 had um oh what was it reminding me of? Oh damn it, it just freaking just just lost it. Oh, well, I was thinking it had kind of a flesh pot on 42nd Street kind of feel. We were talking about John Waters when we were watching it. And I mean, it had, it was insanely sexy, beautiful women, great lingerie, the groping, the feeling, the squeezing, the touching, all that, the belly kissing was amazing, but it was also grimy. It was also real and gritty because a lot of it felt gorilla. A lot of it was just shoot with whatever you had available. It was obvious that all the stuff that was on the street, there were no permits that were grabbed to shoot any of this stuff. It was just a dude in a wheelchair, a shitty wheelchair in, in a patch. Well, like what you were pointing out was how much of it was filmed in an apartment with like streamers and smoke and mirrors. Like I was just that beautiful. I don't, she must have been like a mixed race woman. She was gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And you know, they do that whole long lingering session where she's in her dressing room and she's undressing and all you're doing is looking at her boobs like, yeah, go on. <laughs> you know, you're, you're totally missing the fact that they, there's barely any lighting and they're intercutting it with this like club footage that they have yeah. that either stock footage or just the shittiest club footage you ever find. They're intersplicing this and totally misdirecting you from the fact that if you watch closely in the background, yeah, there are hung, there's hung paintings in the background from like somebody's this. apartment. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. yours. So all of these scenes that are supposed to be taking place in other locales are obviously all being shot in one apartment. This was a slice of low budget erotic genius. I can't even like, I don't even know what to do with this movie. It was so fucking amazing. Yeah. I, I was very, this, if you want a masterclass in having zero money to try and put together some story, this is it right here. This is a no budget fucking masterpiece. Yeah, this goddamn thing. I mean, you ha we have to put something out there that there's really not much of a story here. Um, did you feel at some point because I've heard this termed misogynistic? Did you get that vibe from this movie at all? Um. I, I could see it being misogynistic in that it's about a man being driven crazy by a woman's infidelity and feeling the need to go and kill all, you know, beautiful women who are remotely sexual. I see that. It's got a very incel vibe in that way. But you can definitely feel that there was a woman who had something to do with this. Totally. And I can definitely feel Roberta Finley's touch in this because of the quant the, the 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 content of the sex scenes. Mm -hmm. It wasn't it wasn't just some guy humping on a girl, it was a girl or a woman getting aroused like like actually getting groped and felt and the 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 scenes were um the sex scenes were I, I, hot to me they had a female touch they definitely did it wasn't just some guy like like in dracula the dirty old man where there's some passed out chick like and she's just getting groped and whatever in this one the women were all active agents in their sexuality and they, all, they also weren't reduced to just body parts the entire time. No, but they were at times. Oh, very much so <laughs> at times. But oh my god, it was just I don't know. As as a as a, a blatantly bisexual woman, uh this was um this was a lot of fun. 
It was. Yeah. It, it was just, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I can, it definitely has misogynistic tones to it, but I liked this movie a lot. It was fun and it was sexy and it was dirty. It was real. It was, it was dirty in the way that it was just kind of seedy. Oh. I, I don't know if it was, because obviously the sex is pretty tame. In this, yeah. mostly groping no, and kind of kissing and yeah. feeling and touching but, and. But that's what women like. Yeah. Women like the groping and the touching and the feeling and all the stuff that happens before. I mean, penetration's freaking awesome with the right person, whatever, ever. But it's all the stuff that comes before, and that's what they do. They do a lot of foreplay in this movie, and they do a lot of like enthusiastic foreplay in this movie. And again, the women are all incredibly gorgeous, incredibly curvy and natural and mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. there it's just like i mean i was just i was just absolutely mesmerized it's like that one the woman that we were talking about the beautiful mixed race woman with the gorgeous boobies and the great booty oh gosh she's, she she's, so doing, she's doing the go-go dance and everything and the whole time she, we know that she's getting set up to get the rose and get killed oh but, yeah but you're just like this please <laughs> like, don't leave the oh screen. my god you're so pretty please don't and then she <laughs> dies but I mean, it was so it was so weird. Even like the scene where he's got that knife to that young, beautiful woman's belly on that seedy mattress or whatever. The chick that was from the Star <laughs> Trek episode. Yeah, yeah, she. It was gorgeous. I mean, it was so weird that this was so low budget and so seedy and so dirty, but it was also very, very beautiful. The shots of the women's bodies were very appreciative. Yeah, you could tell that this was an influence for a lot of films that came afterward. Well, you, what, what were you mentioning? Uh, female Trouble or Multiple Mania? No, it, the outside, all the stuff that took place, like the gorilla stuff on the street, reminded me of Multiple Maniacs. Okay. Like, it felt very similar. The, it, the stock that was shot, the way that it was shot, it was very handheld. It reminded me of that. Um, there's just that period of time, uh, the stock that was used for black and white film, it just has a look. And this movie definitely has that look, especially in something weird video canon. This definitely has a specific print on it that other films like uh, Taste of Honey, Swallow a Brine and um, Scum of the Earth and some of these other films all kind of had that same stock look. And uh, this there were times where I, the photography was beautiful, I thought, for what yeah. it was. For what it was, the editing was also really nicely done and well thought out and purposeful, um, even though they they really had nothing to use budget wise to spruce this up. But they what they had shot of like inserts of of him because there was a lot of voiceover of him ruminating about how women have ruined him and the, how their flesh and the 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 pink softness of their bodies have lured him to destruction and all this Ooh, other stuff. Incel bullshit. Yeah, totally. Um, but the way it's set up, it works so well. The pathos is all there. The film makes sense, but it doesn't feel mean-spirited like none of it feels mean spirit it feels very dreamy like it's like yeah. we're we're living inside of a deranged person's mind who also really likes to look at naked women yeah he does a lot. yeah he does oh my god he really likes to look at naked women so much voyeurism so much exhibitionism oh a ton of it and i would really if if people were to like toss the misogynistic uh label on top of this Having lived through the 80s and the horror films of the 80s, and that's most notably the slasher films of the 80s, that far worse things came out oh, yeah. in this film. And I, I think the most tame of a slasher movie 
is this is still like Sesame Street compared to it. There was one scene, however, though, toward the end that was super dark. Which oh, the scene where he uh, he finally meets up with his wife, who's Claudia, who he wanted to kill in the first place. Who has literally some of the most amazing breasts aside of Diane. Well, that's Roberta Finley, right? I don't know. I can't. I can't. Okay. Well, she had amazing breasts and amazing eyebrows, but um, yeah, that's when he finally gets her, who's the actual woman who allegedly is the source of all of his bullshit, and puts her down on the table. Of course, her top immediately comes off, and she's got a beautiful black like bullet bra on, and he wants to touch her breasts one more time, and then she flips the saw, doesn't she? Yeah, there's a table saw, huge yeah, she's, table she's, saw. She's on a table saw in her wood shop out in the woods, and. Uh, and the table saw comes on and you don't see any splatter. You don't see any blood, but it goes from him. I want to touch your breast one more time. The breast you let him touch, blah, blah, blah. And then literally tosses her head right into it. You don't, obviously they didn't have the budget to cut off a head or anything, but the right. way that it's shot in that old school sixties kind of way, it's definitely implied. He cut her head off. Yeah. There's not <laughs> even, there's not even any blood, but I love it that the girl uh, who was modeling for her. Yes. And he gets both of them all, you know, and, the, and she's like, run, run. And the girl's bra is unclasped. And so she starts running. So, of course, her bra comes off. But she's just like a cute little curvy little Twinkie girl. And the crossbow. Oh, she wasn't see- small. She was a very full-bodied woman. No, she was full-bodied, but she was short. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, of course, at the very beginning, let me set this up. At yeah. the beginning, one of the first scenes is this guy with a crossbow inside in an apartment shooting at a target. So it sets it up later for, okay, who's going to get the crossbow? Well, he gets the crossbow because she picks up the crossbow and she shoots him. So it's a total girl power movie, even though a bunch of women died. Well, it's like I said, this is a prototypical slasher. I mean, we could almost go as far to say that, is this the first first last girl? girl. This is the first. She's totally the final girl. Yeah, she's totally the final girl. So there's I mean, if you're a fan of that kind of stuff, this movie's there. It has all the things that I love. I'm not a huge slasher fan, but man, this movie was great. Yeah, it was. It was so much fun. It was a total low budget. It was a total no budget masterpiece. When you pointed that out to me that they were shooting it in an apartment and that beautiful chick was just like dancing in these streamers. I was like, oh, my God, there's a picture on the wall. It was all smoke and mirrors and it was so beautifully done. I wasn't it was such a sleight of hand. I wasn't looking at that. I was looking at her. Yes. And so they they, Which and, they counted and, on. Yeah, yeah, they counted on. Exactly. So they knew what they were doing. And so it's so much fun to watch something that's no budget with someone who's like, OK, this is what we got to work with. And this is what we're going to do. And they did. And it turned into just a fucking awesome, weird thriller, proto slasher, fucking gropey movie. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it, man. I get like I said to you, I can't help <clears throat> when I watch anything, especially low budget stuff. I'm wondering how they made this. No, that's awesome. It, I'm I, wondering I, how they put this together. When I, that scene, that particular scene in the strip club, the first one, and I'm looking at this, I'm like, there's no way this was shot in a, in a strip club. And you start, you start seeing the molding on the floor. You start seeing the pictures in the background. Just, I mean, we're talking when lights are shifting around. And if you're, I'm not, the one second I'm not paying attention to her amazing breasts. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, that booty, that, that, uh, 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 that booty. Oh my God. She was gorgeous. Gorgeous. Oh my God, Paula. Just dying. I'm going to have a heart attack over. Yeah, this I know. I same, same. I love this movie. I think this is my favorite one that we've watched. 
Oh, are you serious? So let's get to the let's get straight to the Jackalmans. We've, <laughs> we've gone through this movie. So, so you're saying this is the best podcast at Orgy Castle movie, even over images of in a convent? It's different. This this had I, I love images in a convent. Never diss that movie at all. But this had every element that I fucking love meshed together to make one just absolute. Like when it was over, I was sad. Unlike LA Zombie, where I was like, is this shit over yet? This was well, like, that's because it was like four hours long. I, well, yeah, but this one, I was like, more please. <laughs> I want, no, it, oh, damn it. Oh, okay. It left me, it left me wanting more, which I think is a hallmark of good entertainment and good thing that there's two more. But, yeah. um, but yeah, no, this, this was absolutely one of my favorite movies I have ever watched. It's right up there with Faster Pussycat as far as like top B movie ever. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's high praise. So I'm guessing full Jackalmans. All, all, every last fucking Jackalman you can fucking summon up, motherfucker. It was all so them good. All, all them, Jack- all the Jackalmans. It was, it was just a slice of heaven. I loved it. I can't agree more. This is all the <laughs> Jackalmans for me. This is, this might be my favorite movie we've done so far. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's mine too. Right, right in front of images from a convent, and then. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it was so good. I'm like, I'm like flummoxed by how much I love this movie. It was, it was arousing. It was, yes, it was hot, but yeah. it was also so well made with nothing. And yeah. for me, that goes a long way. There's a certain kind of charm and aura that uh, is projected from films like this. Yeah, there's nothing else like them, and you can tell that a lot of people were influenced by this movie. Mm-hmm. A lot a, of people. A lot of a lot of people that we love to watch were influenced by this. Must movie. have seen this movie. Yeah, and I'm just thinking about. I, I love the fact it's like you know, Jesus Franco and Lena Rome, the 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 couple getting together and making these fucking fucked up movies, having this having this vision together and like creating this thing. And it, I just I I love that. I love that kinky fucking partnership. That's just so fucking cool. I cannot wait to see the next two movies in this series yeah no kidding we got got a plan down the road for sure oh we folks today paul and i planned all the movies up to episode 30 we're only on episode 18 right now (laughs) we got a little we got a little ambitious but let me tell you, we are going down a something weird video rabbit yeah. hole here in the next couple of months. So uh, next week, we're not going to have an episode of uh, Book Club at Orgy Castle this episode. But next episode, uh, Angelique promised she's going to be talking about a ton of dinosaur smut oh books. I don't know what that means. <laughs> is it? <laughs> what do you think a dinosaur smut book is, Paula? Um, I'm wondering if, do dinosaurs get boners? I'm guessing in this world they get boners. Okay, well, it's, you know, it's Angelique's world of erotica, so who <laughs> knows what's going to happen. I'm excited to find out. I hope there, she does a bunch of, like, uh, Big Feetsman books at some point. I want to, oh I want to hear God. some Bigfoot porn. I want to, I want to hear some Chuck Tingle. I want to hear a bunch of stuff. Oh I'm God. hoping that happens. But, uh, coming next week. We're going to do some more Something Weird video stuff. We're going to be watching The Bizarre Ones. Oh, what's that? Tell me about it. So The Bizarre Ones, which will be next week, looks like this is the synopsis from imdb.com. While on a leisurely ride in the country, a kinky (laughs) dominatrix picks up 
a young male hitchhiker. Well, well, well. That's all I'm going to give. I'll leave the rest of it. We, I don't want to know. I want to go into these movies completely fresh. I want no fucking thing. Which I didn't know a fucking thing walking into this one today. Oh, so I was, this is one of my favorite movies I have ever seen. It's great. This yeah. is top shelf entertainment. Great, great A smut, man. Oh, I love. This is why we do this podcast to find these movies. Oh, it was a gem. It's an absolute gem. Loved it. Awesome. So, Paula, any final parting words for our listeners? Oh my God, you do this to me all the time. I do, but, but you always nail it. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if I can tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little verklempt over Roberta Finley. I don't I blame you. I need another cigarette. I need three cigarettes <laughs> and so much motorboating. Uh, if I were motor, if I was in this movie, I would have died of a heart attack with the stiffest of boners <laughs> in a chair. There's a picture. <laughs> Satan is the name she goes by. There's a lot of devil in a her eye. Kiss a fire that burns you well. She breaks your heart and it hurts like oh, words can't tell.